Welcome back to Serial Dates. And I'm going to call these episodes where I just am simply speaking into my phone. um, Open mic with Daniela. How, How does that sound? I think it works. Okay, so today I want to talk about rituals. And when I was discussing this with John, we were originally planning on recording this together, but he is slowly but surely getting used to his day shift. And so like today by 8.30, he was ready to go to sleep. So um, when I when we were discussing rituals um, and talking about how to incorporate them into your, into your family life and how to incorporate Spanish in your rituals, he was like, um, isn't that the same thing as routines? And so first off, it's not. Um, I feel like rituals are what make up your family um, dynamic and like your family fabric of who you are. And so your family identity, if you will. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And before, let's do a parenting moment. So (laughs) I'll start with Elias. It's just top of mind. He loves singing. He's been really into Blue's Clues. We... John was a big Blue's Clues fan when Steve was, I mean, the original Blue's Clues. And he, he Elias has just loved Blue's Clues. And so one of his gifts um, for Christmas was a Tony box. And it has like the Blue's Clues character. And he tonight was just singing and dancing while we were um, during bedtime when it was right before we were about to read his book. He was just dancing and doing like his own choreography and wanting us to join in, telling us who was blue, who was magenta, who was uh, Josh. And it was just really funny to see. Um, For me, it's interesting to see his language explosion because he is two and three months. Yeah, he's two and three months and... He is just now going back and forth, English and Spanish, and it's just so neat to see um, his growth in that area and just his personality. That's It's just really fun to see. Um, for Mateo, he, as I mentioned in the past episode, he's been really struggling with eczema, and basically all of us have been struggling with his eczema, like, our nuclear family and our extended family, we are all, um, I don't know, I don't want to say exhausted because that sounds so negative or like defeated. <laughs> Those are the words that are coming up for me. But I'm really trying to see this as an opportunity for growth, um, an opportunity to build our strength as a family um, an opportunity for me specifically to work on, um, you know, remaining calm in very, very stressful situations. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with eczema, which I wasn't, I mean, I knew that my husband had eczema growing up. And when I met John, 
his little brother was six. Zach was six. And he had some eczema, and and he would scratch a lot. But I just didn't understand, and I will never understand, how it feels and how uncomfortable it feels. And especially for a four-year-old who cannot stop, you know. And so it's like we have to help him calm down during those when when that itchiness strikes and it typically is right before he's about to fall asleep. So for me I am choosing to see it as a teaching, you know, I I don't know if many of you know but I have rheumatoid arthritis which is an autoimmune disease and I've always seen RA as a gift for me. I'm grateful for it because without it, I would not have the strength needed to do some of the things that I'm very proud of that I've done. And so while it is really, really difficult in the moment to see the positive, um, I'm choosing to do that. And I'm choosing to, like I said, see it as an opportunity for our whole family to grow and be closer together and be stronger. And so, yeah, um, I think a couple episodes ago I talked about simplifying your life. And it's like once you declare something like that, like you, you truly believe it in your heart, you truly decide to move forward with a decision Uh, it's like the whole universe wants to test it and see okay are you really going to put first things first and so I have been put in situ in this situation where now we've stayed home multiple days to ensure his health and to help him as much as possible and help him heal and then, you know, yet to last night, today's Monday, yeah, last night, he was coughing, 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 and he had been healing his eczema, and so the coughing was waking him up, and of course, when he wakes up, he itches, and um, it was just like, I know there's some deep work happening, and I'm trusting the process, and I'm trusting that this is happening for a reason. We decided to simplify our lives. And so it's, you know, we are being forced to simplify our lives. It's like we made the decision to simplify our lives. But if we just stayed there, it would just be like a nice thing to put on a, you know, like a vision board or something like the word simplify for 2023. But instead, we are forced to. I think with the same intention, the same intensity that we, or at least for me, that I set out to say, this is the year I'm going to simplify my life. With that same intensity, I was given this opportunity, again, looking at, looking at the positive, given this opportunity to simplify and stay home and, you know, focus on health and healing. And so I'm grateful for that. And 
I can see his skin and our entire energy is improving. And so, yeah, I'm thankful for the teachings that this will bring. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, anyway, so back to <laughs> what this episode was about, which is rituals. So what are, di- are rituals and how are they different from routines? So rituals are those things that when you look back at your family life, you say, we used to always do this silly dance when a certain commercial would come on. For example, it's just a random example. This never happened to me, but it's just a random example. For me, for example, a ritual was that my very patient mom would play store with me every night so that I would get in my PJs. Very, very patient. So it would be like, hello, I'm looking for some PJs for my four-year-old. And I would be the store clerk and I would show her some options. She would choose one that she thought her daughter would like. (laughs) And then um, I would pack it up for her. She would take it with her and pay and come back home and show me what she got for me at the store and say, try it on. And that's how I got in my PJs almost every single night. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it's, it's a really uh, playful memory for me. And I often look back at that specific ritual that we had uh, in moments of challenge. You know, when, I, when we have like challenging behavior with our young children, it's like, how can I bring that ritual or borrow some of that into our family, into our current family? And... So that's, that's what rituals are. But today, um, of course, I want to talk about the importance of rituals. And for me, it feels like when you have certain things that your family does, it just connects you even more. It's like, this is what we do. This is our special thing. This is our little secret handshake, if you will. <laughs> and that's exactly what we need to create real meaningful relationships. So we, we talk about the importance of routines, but this is, this is a step deeper into that connection, building that connection and building that camaraderie. I can't even say it. Camaraderie. Okay. That close friendship, close relationship between all the members of the family. So today we're going to keep it quick because I think I have already gone way past the time that I was planning on for this episode. So I'm going to give you some examples of the rituals that we do and you can borrow them if you want to. You can change them up. You can just use them as a springboard um, to create some ideas for your own family um, or to incorporate some Spanish into your uh, rituals that you already have. So the first one is Mama Te Ama. And I actually borrowed this one from La Leo Therapy on Instagram. Um, Claudia Johnson, she, is, she has become a good friend of mine. And basically it's drawing a heart with a marker. I recommend 
a special marker. I should have done this from the beginning um, where it's like, this is a marker that I keep in a special place and it's only for this situation, for this ritual so that our children don't get the idea that you can just write on your, on your arm. But you, when you're going to be separated, say you are going to drop them off at school or at the gym or you're leaving the house like for a date, anytime you're going to be away from your children, you can draw a little heart on their wrist, like inside of the wrist. And the way I say it is as I'm drawing one side of the heart, I say mama. And then as I'm drawing the other side, I say te ama. So mom loves you. And there's something so comforting for them um, to just have that, that visual reminder and that feeling, because as you're drawing it, um, and you're saying the words, I don't know what it is about it, but it connects us. And even during these very difficult nights, um, I have kind of brought that into, uh, calming practice for Mateo. And so I'll kind of scratch his back a little bit because I know, I can scratch his back in a way that's gentle and he's and it's not going to hurt him where he when he scratches it's like out of desperation and so he can draw blood and he and it just doesn't allow the eczema to heal so I will use my fingernails like three fingernails and draw heart on his back and say mama te ama mama te ama and somehow, because it's connected to this other ritual that we have, it has helped him a lot. So that's one. Another, which is very common in a lot of families, is parte favorita. And we recently added parte difícil. So during our meal time, which is very important to us, and now it's even more important because every single night, all of us are together. Uh, now that John's working days. And so we go around the table and we say our favorite part of the day. Mi parte favorita fue, and we say it. And then we've just added una parte difícil. So something that was difficult. And how, you know, for our children, maybe it can just end there. Like, this was difficult, period. <laughs> but it's a chance for adults to model you know, conflict resolution or problem solving or, you know, coping skills or managing frustration. And so things that, some examples, and I just do simple examples like the other day, um, John loves biscuits and gravy. And so it was Saturday. I really wanted to make some and we were out of biscuits. And so I felt frustrated in that moment, and but I knew it could be fixed. So I went to our bedroom and told Papa that I wanted to make biscuits and gravy, and if he could please go to the store and get some, because it was a lot faster for him to go than for Mateo and all of us to load up and go. And it was just a simple example for them to see we struggle too, because I think often our children don't notice that we're struggling 
or we hide that from them. Even in moments of frustration, when, when they're kind of connected to the frustration in a way, we tend to hide that. We tend to just want to like act cool, act collected, which is important in modeling like how to behave. <laughs> and at the same time, if we're always just super calm and nothing affects us, they don't see um, how to get there. You know, they just see like mom's perfect or dad's perfect. He never gets upset. He never, you know, and they need that. They need to see how we can get past that frustration or, or how we're able to breathe or whatever it is that we do to help ourselves. And so sometimes those, um, those struggles during the day are not, maybe our children are not with us when we're struggling with something. And so being able to, in a developmentally appropriate way, share something that was difficult and how we how we coped with it or what we did to to get past that difficulty can be very helpful. So that's another ritual. Um, something that I, I believe I talked about back when John was working nights, we, we were having like a cycle of very difficult bedtime routines for like a week. And one day I just thought I need to add something new, something that's going to take the attention away from kind of the cycle that had been building on like not wanting to go to bed, all that stuff. So I added el libro de agradecimiento, a grateful, uh, yeah, a gratefulness journal. There we go. And all we do is we have a little book, little notebook, or as Mateo or Elias likes to call it, handy dandy notebook. And we write their name on top. So each family member gets a page. And so we write, say, Papa, right? And then underneath, we ask, so we ask Papa, ¿Por qué estás agradecido? What are you grateful for? And he tells us. And we keep it as simple as possible so that we can write, especially for Mateo because he's really interested in print right now. So we keep it simple like, estoy agradecido por cena en familia. So dinner as a family. And as we're writing it, it's an opportunity for him to see print in, in context. So we'll say cena en familia. And we draw a little picture of what that represents dinner as a family. And we go around and each one of us says what we're grateful for. And it doesn't have to be anything big. Most of the time, Elias is grateful for his pacifier, which we desperately need to get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> but he just he's ready to go to bed by the time we're doing this. But I, I think and I hope that that ritual is something that they will carry with them, especially how important it is to be grateful for everything we have, for just life itself, for the opportunity to be here. And, and that's something that if they keep alive in their lives, I feel like will help them tremendously overcome difficulties and kind of see the positive, 
even in difficulties. Uh, Another ritual, and just got two more. Another ritual, which may not, again, may not seem like a traditional ritual, but it's making plans. Again, we use a notebook or a dry erase board or something like that. And anytime there is something out of the ordinary, so something that doesn't follow our typical pattern of the day, we make a plan for it. And, or even if we know the plan, and it's the same as every other day, but we're having a hard time that day, we can always go back to the plan and say, okay, let's make a plan. Here's what we're going to do. Again, write it with words and then with pictures. And that sequence, that order, just helps us organize our brain and our thoughts. I think we, all of us in this family really need that <laughs> visual uh, and that structure to kind of bring our brains into focus. <laughs> and so making a plan for us has become a ritual, something that we do as a family that we can always go to in moments of difficulty or even when it's something exciting, like when we traveled to Colombia and we just needed to know what was going to happen. So that can be as simple as vamos a hacer un plan. Vamos a hacer un plan. And then if you want to proceed in English, you can do that. Um, Or you can make it very simple. I know in our morning routine uh, episode, I'll try to link it in the show notes. It, It was, it's literally like clothes, shoes, backpack, lunchbox, just words to make it as simple and easy for your child to follow because the goal in those moments is not language acquisition. It'll happen over time. But the goal with plans in the moment is to help your child regulate their emotions and help the whole family move along into the next activity or whatever as you guys are um, trying to get to. So that's um, another ritual. And the last ritual I love, we've been doing this probably since Mateo was a few months old. And that is that every time a family member or anyone leaves our house, we go to the window, we go to the front door and wave at them at the window and they honk. And that's just part of our routine. When John was working nights, he would, because he would leave at 4 p.m. So it wasn't, it was an okay time to do this, but he doesn't do it anymore. Um, he would flash his lights. He's a police, police officer. So he would flash his lights and he would, over the intercom, say, Te amo, Mateo. Te amo, Mama. Te amo, Elias. And like do a little whoop, whoop, you know, just a little sound, siren. And that was our, that was our ritual. Now, because he leaves at 6 a.m., either the boys are still asleep if, we're lucky, but if they're not, then he'll just flash his lights because he doesn't obviously want to wake up the neighbors. But all grandparents um, honk, and they all no, no, even got a special horn for his 
for his pickup truck. And it's like a funny, it sounds like an old horn and it's, it's just funny. He even asked them, I guess the way he fixed it or changed it, he's still able to use his regular horn and this new horn. So he'll ask them which one they want to hear. And all we say is, vamos a decir adios en la ventana. Vamos a decir adios en la ventana. And while it is my personal favorite, one of our children doesn't always like to go and stop what he's doing to go and say goodbye. You probably will guess who uh, if you've been listening for a while. But what we do is we say, well, I'm going to go say bye at the window. You can come with me if you would like. And most of the time, he'll join us. But showing them that it's important to us to say goodbye and to um, give importance to that family member that has taken the time to come and visit us and spend time with us. Um, maybe more of a cultural thing. I know in Colombia, <laughs> we joke, we like do 10 goodbyes uh, as they're leaving. I remember one time Mateo was maybe a year old or so, and my mom was leaving and we would stop by the kitchen and keep talking and then, okay, adios, and walk a little bit more and remember something else and keep going. And by like the third stop, Mateo was like, adios. <laughs> um, so again, it might be a cultural thing, but that's part of rituals. I mean, that's a huge part of a ritual is your culture, your family culture. And so to wrap all this up, rituals create a family culture. It can even include your culture from your heritage or just something new that you are creating and that will be passed down to the next generation. So if you would like, you can use any of those ideas or develop your own, share your own with us. We would love to hear what your rituals are. And we hope you have a great evening. Adios.